This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, front and center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What's up, everybody? This is the Prince of Queens, Brian Myers, and the host of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. And you're listening to Top Rope Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time! Oh, no. Oh, yeah! I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah! Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it! It's the best... What's up, guys? Episode 183, Top Rope Nation. This is one we really weren't expecting to do until about 24 hours ago, but some big news tonight. All Elite Wrestling, AEW, has revealed their video game line. In fact, they have three games coming out. We're going to talk about all of that. I got a great guest on the line to talk video games with, making his second appearance. <laughs> I think it's that guy. I think I think it's yeah. him. <laughs> second <laughs> appearance on uh, Top Rope Nation. This is going to be a fun one. I'm Ryan Drosty of comicbook.com. And my guest here tonight, now, Justin and Kyle are not the biggest gamers. And so they weren't big on doing the show. So I said, who could I call in? And I thought back to my good buddy of over 20 years now. You know, if there is one person I go to when I need tips on video games, and this has happened many times over the years, PS2, we're going way back, PS2, GameCube, Xbox 360, PS3, on and on and on. It's this man, you know him from GameStop TV, as well as Twitch, where he's a partnered streamer, an awesome, entertaining dude. Like I said, super knowledgeable, big time wrestling fan, Mr. Adrian Effie, aka Okadrian. Welcome back to Top Rope Nation. It's the best intro. <laughs> you got to give me that, Mr. Kevin and Mike, you got there, man. <laughs> you deserve it, man. Like, you might need the next 20 minutes off. That was really <laughs> nice of you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. I really enjoyed the last time I was on here. Actually, quick aside, too. I was thinking about the last time I was here because one of the matches that we had brought up, I started watching again, which was the Wyatt family versus the Shield in the Elimination Chamber match, which is the first time the Shield watched. And they lost. And I watched that again, and I thought of the last time we spoke about wrestling together, and I just I got so happy just talking about wrestling and reminiscing about good times like that. Oh yeah, that was a fun show. That was I can't believe it's been over a year. I went back and looked in the archives. Uh, yeah, way back in October of 2019, before our 
whole world changed. Uh, we looked at the greatest wrestling video games of all time. And uh, mm-hmm. if you guys haven't heard that show, definitely go back into our archives. It's a, it's a really, really fun one. And uh, yeah, so... Adrian, what have you been up to, man? I mean, you, you're known for doing some stage hosting around the country. Obviously, the pandemic's kind of changed that for you. What's what's going on? What's new in your neck of the woods? Uh, this morning, I did a thing for Twitch Gaming where we were going over the Xbox Series X release. I was fortunate enough to get one from Microsoft. And so we were going over the details of what's in the box and what's changed between what is the last generation, what is now current generation. And those changes that are involved, uh, that was a big thing. Still doing the GameStop TV thing, still streaming on Twitch. I'm going about seven years now on Twitch as a streamer, six years partnered. So it's been a it's been a long journey. But the one thing I always comes back to is wrestling and in the Discord community and in stream. I'm always looking for an opportunity to get people involved, not only in gaming, but wrestling is very dear to me because I feel like there was a time when I spoke to people and they would say, Oh, I haven't watched this the days of Hogan and Sherry Martell and DiBiase and maybe some AWA stuff. But now, <laughs> because of the way aging works, I'm getting people who are like, oh, yeah, I watched back when it was Stone Cold and The Rock. Or I like the SmackDown days when it was Edge and Batista and Ray. And now it's weird to hear all that and trying to bring people back into the world of wrestling because there's always this mentality, I feel like, that I've experienced where everyone's idea of wrestling is only what I saw in WWE or back in the day, WWF. And so I'm trying to reintroduce people to the fact that if you don't like this, not everyone does, you have options, whether it be New Japan, whether it be AEW, whether it be ROH, you have so many different avenues you can go to, Riptide Wrestling on YouTube, that kind of stuff. So now it's cool to get people back into it and they watch these new styles of wrestling, the handheld cam, the shot for shots, the production value of a Lucha Underground, and they go, I had no idea wrestling had changed so much. Right. Yeah, there's such a a large fan base out there, especially like our age group that grew up with it. I mean, we talk about this sometimes on the show. If if you're in your 30s and 40s, you know, you live through two boom periods in in wrestling when we were really little kids and then like the Attitude Era. And so many of those people are gone. And if you show them some of this new stuff, like there's good product out there, like you're saying, so much different you know, from what WWE is doing. And if you can get them to watch, I feel like I, this has happened with people I know, you can kind of rope them back in. They just don't realize it's out there. And, uh, you know, I think video games is, is a great gateway to get people into the product. And so I think this is just such a huge moment for AEW where, you know, they're going to reach a new audience for sure. This is critical because it's one of the things they've been teasing for a long time. Even when Kenny has been on different gaming programs, like I got a chance to speak with him at E3 and we discussed some, some video games there. And he was discussing, I think it was Double or Nothing at the time. And the idea of wanting to bring back a video game, that's always been at the forefront of his mind because he is kind of the gamer in that whole division of the executive vice presidents. Not that the rest aren't, but... This dude competes in tournaments for a Razor, for a Street Fighter V and such. So he loves his video games. And for him to stick to the idea of, I want to make a game is good. But what's better is having your finger on the pulse to realize that Ukes is no longer doing the gaming for the WWE 2K series. Now it belongs to 2K or Visual Concepts, whatever you want to call it these days. And to have that mindset of, wait, 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 we've got a chance now. We've got a chance to really make something big happen. 
but it's one thing to make it talk. It is nothing to see a trailer for it and a dedicated Twitter for it and a dedicated YouTube for it and a T-shirt for it on the store. Like that's an investment. You can't do all of that and then say, well, psych, never mind. You or you already ordered that T-shirt, didn't you? Don't lie. Uh, well, <laughs> it might be in the shopping cart somewhere just waiting to press <laughs> order. Dude, you are an aficionado of wrestling t-shirts I, I there's been a couple times i've gone to you in the dms on twitter and asked you about a shirt i saw you wearing <laughs> in your stream so i figured there's a lot maybe. of good places to get shirts it's it's kind of like wrestling in general right the same way that and there's nothing wrong i don't want to i want to preface by saying there's nothing wrong with wwe's product it depends on when you watch it and what's happening by all means but the same thing works with t-shirts you can get a lot of great t-shirts from the actual shops or from pro wrestling tees but there are some great indie apparels out there that carry really fancy and good wrestling t-shirts. So if yeah. I can find them, I'll look out for them. Yeah, absolutely, man. So as we, uh, we're about to get into the AEW game, for those of you just tuning in here on YouTube, by the way, if you've never uh, listened to the podcast before, I would encourage you to hit that subscribe button. We are streaming live right now on YouTube, and we do this quite often now. We, we've kind of been getting into the, more of the live streaming, so if you want to join us live, especially after pay-per-views, that's something we do a lot, make sure to subscribe to the channel, and if you do subscribe to the channel, you'll see a nice little animation run across the bottom of the screen, so get involved in, in the show that way. Uh, and, you know, we are also available in podcast form, so uh, you can find us at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, TopRopeNation.com. And one thing we're doing that's really cool, and if you never heard the show before, so you're one of Adrian's followers maybe, and, and you're tuning into Top Rope Nation for the first time, um, if you leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> leave that Instagram or Twitter username, we will send you a free Top Rope Nation sticker in the mail, Adrian. A free sticker. Now, I know you've free. got Top Rope Nation merchandise. You've got a t-shirt. You've got a sticker. They can get one of the stickers for free. The t-shirt, you're going to have to go to Pro Wrestling Tees. But <laughs> you can get the sticker. And all you got to do is leave us a five-star written review. Pretty sweet deal. And I'm at, a big fan of that shirt, too, by the way. It is a great design. Great design. I've I got a different times. one on right here. This is our aw mod trn logo which you can find on our spreadshirt store by the way that's linked in the description here uh on youtube but uh, uh lastly we're members of the blue wire podcasting network with other great wrestling shows like mr chris van vliet the two jabronis with a wrestling podcast show and fight game media so check out all of them and check out bluewirepods.com so, um, Adrian, I mean, what was your excitement level going into tonight, knowing that AEW is going to be revealing something? And just overall, what's the state of your wrestling gaming these days? Because I know on your Twitch channel in the past, you've been really big about doing some creator wrestler stories where you're going through a <laughs> career and streaming for, for your watchers on there. What are you doing lately in, in the wrestling video game area? Yeah, so a two-part two, two part question, right? The second part about what I'm doing right now with wrestling and the first part was, I forgot already. What was the first part of the question? Uh, what what was your anticipation level for ah, AW? Right. And then uh, what's your, the status of your wrestling gaming right now? So here's the thing about that. When they first made the announcement on Twitter to follow AEW games and make you make sure you tune in for the correct time, which is today, but last week they made the early announcement. I didn't actually think it was going to be AEW gaming. I wasn't sure because the idea of it seemed too good to be true that I didn't expect it to be a video game thing. I didn't know what else it was going to be at the time, but I felt like it could be anything else except a video game. I felt like maybe it could be an opportunity to do something online and kitschy and cute like that. But 
I think I'd responded to Greg Miller about this is that I wasn't holding my hopes up for an AEW style video game. When they said tune into AEW games, I felt like it would be anything else except for AEW games. So when the announcement hit today, and you saw the magnificent trailer with the, the mock of Steve Jobs the entire time, which was brilliant, and you actually saw gameplay footage and everything else, it blew me away because for the first time, I was wrong about wanting something and pretending like I didn't want it and having it actually happen. So that to me was huge because when I was watching the gameplay take happen in that gameplay trailer, a lot of things came back. A lot of things were very, very familiar from the No Mercy days. And it is early footage, so it's subject to change. So who knows what the final build is going to look like. But even just seeing basic modeling, basic footage and animation in place, even if it changes tremendously from this point on, the idea that it's a real thing made me happy entirely. As far as the state of gaming itself for wrestling, I think this is what it needs. Having AEW exist in the first place has made wrestling around it better, as is what happens with competition. People kind of get complacent in their place in the world right now in wrestling. AEW comes along. Now the other networks, no corporations are like, wait, we, we can't just sit idly by in our hands and say, well, product's good enough right now. Now you take risk. Now you develop storylines. Now you really invest in the town that you have because if they're not going to invest in them there, they may end up somewhere else. And the big thing about that with gaming is the same way. So with the wrestling series, there are games out like there's Chikara Pro Wrestling. There's a new Fire Pro Wrestling out. But the WWE series has been marred by technical difficulties. And when I think about wrestling games, no one recently is talking about WWE's 2K series as the go-to. When you talk classic wrestling, you talk about No Mercy. You talk about Def Jam. You talk about WCW versus the world. You might even mention Nitro. You mentioned the SmackDown series. You mentioned Virtual Pro Wrestling or Ultimate Muscle. At the very latest, WWE 12, maybe 2K14. And that's kind of where it stops. Because from that point on, there's a sense of complacency in the games as well. Nothing's being reinvented. Nothing looks better. It's just new entrance music, new stage design, maybe develop the storyline a little bit. So having AEW come back and recognize what their audience wants, which is the creme de la creme, the goat of wrestling games. Not only No Mercy, but also the other team behind the SmackDown series, Ukes. It just blows my mind thinking about that combination of talent working on one game, especially with the environment that AEW has. And my expectation isn't just that it'll be good in the first year because having a good first release is kind of it's kind of shaky, can be rough. But it's the idea that because it's these two teams and people are invested in it, I'm excited for AEW's wrestling sequel or the third part or the fourth part, how gradually it's going to get better. Because not to go on for too long about this, keep in mind, the first N64 game I remember playing was WCW uh, NWO World Tour, which had the Giant and Hulk Hogan on the cover. And it was, it was decent. You know, I remember DDP's diamond cutter was just him kind of grabbing the head and he'd like fell like, yeah. like it was a banana, like a banana yep. peel, like, ah, yep. oops. And, yep. and I thought that's cool. But then later on, you had revenge and then you had a real diamond cutter. You had a top rope diamond cutter. You had a rebound off the ropes diamond cutter. So the sophomore effort was better. Then you had the WWE series and it just it got progressively better. Right. So for me as a wrestling fan for gaming, I'm excited for this first release. But the prospect of having follow ups to me is what really makes it special. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
we're kind of in this drought of good wrestling games right now. You alluded to it. I think, uh, you know, when you you're on the show last October, uh, I think it was right when 2K20 came out and we kind of ragged on the game a little bit. And you were like, <laughs> no, no, I'm not playing that one. So, you know, I still dabble in 2K19 a little bit. Um, I did pick up Fire Pro Wrestling, which is a really good game. I'm just terrible mm-hmm. at it, so I don't go back to it very much. It's, it's, it's really tough. hard to get good at that game. Super customizable, though. I like that aspect of it. I probably spend more time customizing than I do actually playing Fire Pro Wrestling, I would say. Uh you know, Ken, Kenny, he talked about in the press conference, tonight, not really a press conference, but the video tonight, which got started a little bit late. <laughs> but once it got started, <laughs> boy, we were excited. Um, dressed to Steve Jobs, by the way. Let me put that on the screen, actually. I think I have that here. Let me see if I can put this up for the people viewing this. Kenny Omega so comes done. out there. Pretty crazy looking. Here we go. There it is. <laughs> He's out there looking like Steve Jobs. And it turns out everybody is looking like Steve Jobs. to Everyone that came out there. He's got the black shirt on, the denim, the glasses. And he goes through the whole spiel and everything. That was that was a nice touch. I yes. appreciated that. It um, was really well done. But he mentioned, what I was going to say, is that he wants it to be kind of a an easy-to-play game. He mentioned easy to pick up but tough to master. And I think mm-hmm. that that's one of the things that we all loved about No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 and Revenge was that you could have, like, I was in junior high, high school at the time, you know, you could have sleepovers with your friends and play the game. And even people who never played it could get in and potentially win or actually do a few moves. And sometimes wrestling games are just way too complex and nobody wants to play them anymore because it's so hard to teach them how to play. But those games were just, you could pick up and play, but like you were saying, you could go more in depth with them, like all the different ways you could do the, the diamond cutter for example. Yeah. Um, I see Aaron said in the chat, he wanted to know if they gave any indications if the controls would follow 2K or be different. They didn't say. Uh, we don't really know that. All, you know, just what Omega was alluding to of it would be kind of easy to pick up and play. So I'd imagine easier than that. And it, wasn't that the big draw for you too, Adrian? That was, that was definitely the big draw. And, and I think this is good for wrestling overall too, because if you think of wrestling as a sport, one thing that you have in sports games is that you have the arcade feel and you had the simulation for about everyone. He alluded to NFL Blitz and NFL Blitz was the one that rivaled a game day or a Madden at the time because game day and Madden, they were your or quarterback club. They were your simulation experiences, but you had the arcade feel of NFL Blitz. And the same thing happens with racing games too. You might have a simulation game like a Gran Turismo or one star of the Forza series. You might have more of an arcade feel with the latest dirt entry or the other version of force that they have out there, right? Yep. So with wrestling, I think it's the same way where with WWE 2K, I appreciate simulation as a wrestling thing because I like the idea of working towards a five-star match, working the body part, building the drama, maybe hold on to a two-count a little longer that you know you can kick out of, but it's dangerous. And that's all well and fun and good. But for friends or an arcade experience, you can't expect them to know how to get out of submissions or how to break out of pins or to access top rope moves or even go in the apron on the outside and all that. And when you play with them after two or three times, it's like, yeah, that was fun. I'll see you next time. And that's not the ground that No Mercy was built upon, right? right. For me, No Mercy was you have your button for grapple, light or hold on to strong. You have your strike works the same way. You have a reversal for strike and a reversal for grapple and a movement button. That's basic minimum controls. And like you said, you can pick it up and play it like that and you can do well enough. Your friends might surprise you. That special meter goes up, you get hit by it, all of a sudden this lights out, you're miserable. But there's an architecture in there that allows you to play the game at a high level too. 
as far as manipulating when you strike, when you don't strike, when you choose the back dash, you can choose to run away for like a quick second. So you run towards the ropes, you stop, turn around, running out of the ring for specials. There are so many other ways you can navigate the game. So I think Kenny recognizes that not only in the idea of having the director for the N64 games, but also what Yuke's brought to the table in the SmackDown series. Because keep in mind, SmackDown was kind of the same way. It gravitated gravitated towards the idea of the simulation game later on. But you can't tell me it's a simulation game where you can go outside and do a five-star frog splash (laughs) from a ladder on top of a helicopter. And if you miss, you hit the concrete, you can still kick out at two. So, but that's fun and that's what i want in my games is that kind of ridiculous that can happen between a match right because if what is wrestling if not at times ridiculous and it should be implemented in games as well now are you sure that that spot didn't happen in that elite deletion match at the <laughs> pay-per-view this last weekend because i'm not a sure great match. <laughs> oh no that was See, just sammy guevara getting murdered at the end that's right <laughs> You bring up a good point, though, because when you think about matches like that, maybe we won't see it on the first iteration of the AEW game. But as they fine tune it and say, hey, we had a good first year. Let's take two years off and really develop it. Maybe two years later, we have that same match taking place at the Hardy compound. Maybe there are drones there. It's a special type of match you have right there. Maybe you fight in a small barn and there's a coffin there. Maybe Gangrel shows up. But that's the kind of ridiculousness that I think that Kenny has long-term planning for, long-term booking and gaming, and I look forward to it. Yeah, well said. So as we've been talking about, it was announced as they showed the trailer, very brief trailer, that Ukes is developing the game. As Adrian said, Ukes made uh, the GameCube WrestleMania games. They made the early SmackDown games. Um, but I think the thing that really got people excited is you go back to, so we were talking about revenge and no mercy mm-hmm. and, and that style that everyone's been yearning for a game like that. So they announced at the very end that they brought in, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Hideyuki Awashida or Gata from uh, the No Mercy series. He Well, singular game, No Mercy. I assume he worked on revenge as well. He was the director, the developer of those games. So although it's Yuke's, that is the publisher on this game or the developer of the game, um, Awashida is going to be contributing to the game. So you get that Aki influence still, uh, which is, I think that's the big news more so than, uh, than Yuke's. Would you agree? Yeah, I was doing an extra little bit of research about that because I was really curious and I saw Hideki Awashita and the fact that they brought up No Mercy. And I thought, why would a person work on one game and not the rest? So I was looking up for the director of the previous games because there was WrestleMania 2000, there was Revenge, and there was the World Tour games we mentioned, the three prior to that. And all three of those, if you look on places like, I think it was Moby Games and some other website, they have the director director listed as Gaita-san. And I'm like, who is Gaita-san? And it wasn't until I watched the video that, of course, Hideki Iwashita, a.k.a. Geta. Okay. Getasan, that's him. Yeah, he was the same director. Although I think World Tour might have been someone else. But I digress. The later WCW game, the two N sixty four WWE games, were him. It's just that No Mercy was the swan song of N sixty four, the one that was most finely tuned. So that's the one I think people are have the most fond memories of. But having him there, it just changes everything because that was a time when the, the graphics were laughable everyone had the same expression face plate you know on their face right there yeah. it just looked completely awful <laughs> you had the raven stop sign the audience you had those canned sound effects the, uh, 
but I can go back right now and play those. And I probably have more fun playing that than I would a lot of the current gen stuff that's out right now because it revolves around, revolves around the idea of fun the entire time. And one thing that was interesting as well in that trailer is either they recycled it or they used the same sound effects. So what I had noticed is that when Hikaru Yoshida is facing Kenny Omega and knocks him to the ground, it's the same matte sound effect that you hear in No Mercy. It's wow. the same, like the explosion sound almost. Yeah. And when I heard it, I had to rewind it and I recognize it. It's that N64 sound. Wow. And even a lot of the canned noises sound the same way. And that might have been an overlay just for the game itself. Or maybe they recognize that's a very familiar sound and they're putting it in the game. But either way, seeing that in there, even seeing the body types too, it wasn't like current WWE where everyone scaled to a certain size. The, the real mapping scan, Jericho, Omega, Sheeta, they all looked half realistic, half cartoonish, yeah. you know, right? Yeah, like a, definitely had that cartoon look like like the it's going to have that nostalgia factor based on the graphics i mean like the arena looked really cool i thought yeah. uh, the lighting was cool but yeah definitely like the character models for sure had kind of that old school look to them uh, I like yeah that that's that's perfect because i was going to ask you what stood out to you in the trailer and if you're if you're in the youtube chat let us know would you like uh, on the trailer we'll get your comments here on the air i see there are a bunch of you out there watching right now let us know subscribe while you're here as well uh yeah, I think we saw what we saw the one winged angel at one point. Um, yeah, there was there was an attempt at that. They yeah, the the V trigger went for the one winged angel. Jericho got out of it, went for the Judas effect, rolled out of it, and they were reset in the position, which is a very like you know AEW style match that the quick pace reversal, 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 reset, and then the applause happened from the crowd at that point. Yeah, so seeing that action was cool. Yeah, for sure. So it, it was very brief. The game is is early in development. We don't know a, a release timeline for it. They, that has not been announced. But uh, I think hopes are definitely high if my Twitter feed is uh, any indication. Because I was tweeting out stuff during the press conference, and that stuff was blowing up. I mean, people are pumped. So uh, I think there's been there's been a market for that that old school feel, definitely of of the late '90s, early 2000s games, and uh, it looks like that we're that's what we're going to be getting. And Kenny has certainly been. Uh, no stranger to letting people know he loves those games. And that's, this is going to be a love letter yeah. to those games moving forward, I think. He's the exact kind of person that you want to be behind these games because he's someone who has played these games. And it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, the, the conversation that he had with Tony Khan in, in the fake intro of Steve Jobs. Like, TK, KO, yo, what's up? And that whole thing that he did. Mm -hmm. All the money in the world won't matter if I can't be part of the AEW games division. And it's kind of hot. Aha, uh -huh. but it wouldn't surprise me if maybe a part of him in an interview said, yo, I'll do this. I'll stay with you guys, but we got to get a game out in the future when the time strikes and it's right. And the time is right. Ux is available. Ux is no longer making WWE games. So they're out there. And for them to actually go out and find the director of these N64 wrestling games, what a boon. To have yeah. both of them working together. Mm -hmm. The successful series of SmackDown that you had and Ultimate Muscle, I played that on GameCube, thought it was fantastic. And the mind behind the N64 games, it's just, I don't know what this combination is going to create, but having the eclectic AEW roster that's going to be out there, maybe a creative suite as well, it's going to bring a lot to the table. And I think the good news too is that selfishly, it's going to force other companies to do better. It sounds like I'm alluding strictly to WWE, but I also think about New Japan. 
if you're New Japan right now, they've been upping up their ante as far as uh, subscription services. Mm-hmm. Like their actual site and navigating around it is much easier. They've had some plugin extensions to make the viewing experience better as well. They're keeping up to date on the English commentary. So they recognize that their English audience is watching a lot of their product as well. So outside the Fire Pro Wrestling, maybe they either make Fire Pro better or they work on their storylines because that's the one thing I was missing out on in Fire Pro. It was a great creative suite, like you said, but that story mode for me was just whatever is below lackluster. <laughs> whatever the sub-basement level of that is, yeah. is where it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I never got in that deep because I'm just not very good at the game, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough game, man. Yeah, it is. It is. I played the... Well, I think this was back when we first met each other on Game Boy Advance, the Fire Pro on Game Boy Advance. I played that all the time, dude. I was I was working at a telemarketing job in high school when that came out, and I remember sitting there playing Fire Pro on my Game Boy Advance while calls were going through, and I'm just saying that script off the top of my head. Like I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just playing Fire Pro here, and that one I was pretty good at. But man, this one I have not. I got to spend more time on. It's harder once you have kids, for sure. <laughs> you lost all the gaming skills once you died yeah. up. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. (laughs) Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. Game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tool to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire with 73 percent of online job seekers visiting indeed each month indeed is going to get you the important hire you need just like they have for over three million businesses so right now indeed is offering our listeners a free 75 dollar credit to boost your job post which means more quality candidates will see it fast Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Uh, I see uh, uh, quite a few comments here in the chat. I want to get to some of them. Uh, Aaron asked, and this is something I was going to bring up too because I got some tweets about this. He said, are we concerned that this will play more to the the late 90s gamers than it will today's gamers? Is this only going to appeal to like the older fans like us and not enough to the newer audience? Because I had some tweets where people were saying, oh, this is just... They look like a bunch of marks for 20-year-old games. People are sending me these comments and this isn't going to reach the new audience. I mean, what, what do you make of that? What do you think? Uh, I'm trying to say this delicately without sounding toxic. 
here's the thing. Despite all the vitriol, I have not met a friend that I've introduced to an N64 version of a wrestling game who hasn't enjoyed it and want to play more of it. So uh, not everything has to be up to date, newest graphics, best intro, 2K attached to it. I think this is the kind of game that can appeal to multiple people, even if it is a direct carbon copy of what we're used to. But I think part of the reason they brought in Ukes was for that reason. Well, one, you need a studio to go behind it, right? And you have the director behind the Aki games. But the very fact that Ukes knows how to make games that appeal to people across generations, whether it be the SmackDown series, whether it be Day of Reckoning, whether it be the WWE numerical series, they know how to target their game to a certain audience. So I don't see it being a thing where one group misses out and one group, you know, appreciates it more often. And plus, you think about it, where's the gaming wrestling audience now? If they're not playing Chikara and they're not playing Fire Pro, they're certainly not playing WWE. They're left wanting a brand new game altogether. So I think everyone will naturally gravitate towards this kind of game. I never liked the idea of, it sounds, it sounds infantile to do the idea of ah, a bunch of, mar it's like for wrestling, wrestling fans, you know, like when you say I love PWG and it's like, what a, what a spot mark, you know, yeah, all you want to yeah. see are spots back and forth. There's no selling PWG sucks. And it, I get the <laughs> same kind of feeling when I hear things like that about this kind of game, because the vibe of the day, I think about it this way. I bet you'll play it. I bet when it drops, you'll play it. You can cross your arms and pout and say, no, not for me, but I'm willing to bet everyone will give it a try because one, it's new, two is AEW, and three, what else is there? There's that. Right. And that's it. Right. Yeah, I don't see much conversation in WWE games these days. So they, you're right. They're definitely not playing that one. <laughs> uh, Riggs, shout out for the subscription, by the way. Missed that when that came across the screen 20 minutes ago. Thank you very nice. much for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Appreciate that. Um, you know, so they, they announced the console game. And then the second game they announced, I think, was expected from what I was reading the last couple of days. The third game was a, a pretty big surprise, at least to me. But the second game they announced is a mobile game. And mm. uh, it's more of a GM strategy game in line with like a uh, Total Extreme Wrestling, I guess. Um, I don't know if you play that <laughs> yeah. at all, Adrian, but yeah. huge following for that game. I've been thinking about getting into that one of late. In fact, me and Justin were talking about that on text the other day, my usual co-host. But uh, yeah, it's... What's that? That's the dad in you. That's your level of gaming right oh, there. Oh, it is, man. Just text. <laughs> I just pull it up and pretend I'm working on my my laptop and I'm actually booking wrestling cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So this is what they sent out in the press release. Uh, AEW Elite GM is the evolution of the GM simulator genre, taking the strategic elements of simulation and fantasy games to create a competitive an engaging space for the wrestling community to take part in. So yeah, yeah, TEW has a huge following online. So I think there's going to be a big audience for this. Uh, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, Google it. You'll see Reddit's dedicated to total extreme wrestling, all kinds of forums, uh, tons of tweets about it. I mean, this has a big audience. This is going to come out way before the uh, the console game, by the way. I believe this is coming out late in 2021 is the last mm. I saw. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably check that out. And, and the third game they announced at the very end, Cody Rhodes came out. <laughs> they had this uh, highlight montage of all the AEW, well, some of the AEW workers in a casino. And it's another mobile game. It's AEW Casino Double or Nothing. And uh, this one's coming out in the winter. So this is going to be the first one to drop. And uh, did that shock you, Adrian, a casino game? 
Uh, I did not expect it. <laughs> I don't even know anything about it. All I got was the casino scene and, and Kenny was rocking his old cleaner get up with the glasses and, and the yep. toothpick and the lean back and the suit. And of course, right away, I'm like, oh my God, cleaner. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't see anything. They didn't even go into detail of what it was. But at the same time, it was the third announcement. They started off with a brand new wrestling game. They cascaded down to the mobile game. And then they're like, surprise, casino. <laughs> I thought it was like a spoof at first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, I was like, wait, this is real, right? This is actually happening. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but I think both mobile games are extremely smart because mobile is where a lot of the money is. I'm not a big mobile gamer, but I have a lot of friends who really, really enjoy mobile gaming, especially anything that gravitates towards the idea of unlocking things or using in-game currency or buying in-game currency and using that to unlock more things. And I know I've fallen from my certain attempts of saying, I'll play one more game, one more game. There was even that WWE one. I mean, I think it was called too, but I, I played that one. And I think as soon as I unlocked Jake the Snake Roberts, I was like, oh man, this game's sweet. And I found myself playing it more often than I wanted to. But it's this idea of whenever you're somewhere else that's not near your gaming device or near your Switch and you have your phone with you, it passes the time. And for a game that deals with GM booking, there's probably a background device. I'm just speculating. This is in no way concrete. But it wouldn't surprise me if there was some way to generate money or generate fans by leaving your phone active in the background or making sure you log in three times a week or having a five day in a row bonus. You know, all those things mm -hmm. you get like that, or you've logged in for one month total. Here's 40,000 fans and the Kitty Omega throwback. Yeah. Those are all the kind of things that are really addictive. They're easy to go to, and it could be some good Skrilla for AEW to use to put towards their other gaming endeavors and projects. You know, it'd be kind of cool if, if the three games, if there was some interplay, like what you're talking mm. about, you earn money in the casino and you use it to unlock things in the console game or in the GM game. They could do something like that. You know, we'll see. That would be next level. Yeah, I would like that. I, I see a couple of people in the chat. Aaron's has sold. I think that was on the GM game and uh, suffocated NYDM says, yeah, if it's TEW, I'll be all <laughs> over it. So there you go, man. I mean, and I, I also want to correct myself. I said 2021 for the GM game. Uh, the article I was on, I think, said that earlier, and it looks like they've changed it to unknown release date. So let me correct myself. We don't know when the GM game is coming out, but it would seem like that might come out before the console game, just speculation that it wouldn't take as long to develop, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. The longer they spend, I mean, that's been a big problem with gaming in general these days is the idea of promising a certain date and then kicking it back and kicking it back and overworking certain workers and then kicking it back. And I'm sorry we promised this date. My golden rule is always take as long as you need to. I think it's better to, to increase the time and then have it earlier than it is to promise the time and not deliver. Mm -hmm. If I were to say, hey, guess what? Myself and Ryan are going to be in a podcast on December 1st. And you're like, sweet, great. December 8th, not so bad. January 1st, that sucks. But if you say Adrian and Ryan will be back discussing more AEW gaming stuff January 30th and you mark it in your calendar and all of a sudden you're like, psych, it's December 25th. To me, that sounds better. It might change your plans a bit, but at least it's promised earlier. And right. that's, for me, that's better. Yeah, 
I agree. I agree. So, well, it looks like the gambling game will be first. So uh, if you need to pass time as we're still in the <laughs> pandemic and you want to gamble with AEW graphics on the screen, that'll be the first one to hit for sure. But uh, you're so I, smart about this, though, because now that you mentioned it being first, that would make more sense to have this game come out first. You're utilizing it. You're thinking, what am I going to do with all this currency that I have built up in the game? And the next thing they do is they announce the next game in the series and say, hey, if you've been playing this entire time, guess what you get to do? Because gaming is no stranger to that. Having you start something early, like a pre-order or, or like a an introductory to a game, and you can transfer that. Like WWE, NBA 2K used to do that, where you would have like a uh, a pre-2K, um, what was it called? The something, which is not very definitive. The prologue. Yes, okay. still got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. NBA 2K, the prologue. So you can get the game early, develop your character, do a few scrims, get your display in there, and do your character capture. And when the game dropped, that was a lot less work for you and more bonus for you. So it wouldn't surprise me if this did the same thing. You do your casino, you get in this money, you're not sure what it's for. All of a sudden, surprise, you transfer to this. Then maybe you play that TEW pocket game. Now you transfer that to your main game. And your main thing entire time is I should have been playing since the first release of the first game. Yeah. Or maybe you earn so much revenue in the casino game that you unlock like the beta of the console game early, oh, something like that. There yeah. we go. See, you should be on the development team. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you're the one in the industry. Contact somebody. <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> my Rolodex. That's how far back I go, I guess. <laughs> this guy on Top Rope Nation, he knows what's up. Give him a call. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So kind of wrap things up here. Let me ask you, and I'm, I should have told you I was going to ask you this ahead of time. So uh -oh. this is going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. But if there's, is there one or two features that you think wrestling games have been lacking in recent years that you think they should make sure to include in the console game? What is something you want? And for those of you watching, let us know in the chat too. What do you think? You know, ordinarily I would have said GM mode, but the mobile game deals with GM mode. But I would like some interconnectivity with that to the main game, if not a main game having a GM mode. And I think part of that is attributed to watching, you know, Austin on up, up, down, down, doing a thing with Breezy where they have their GM mode because it's incredibly entertaining. And it wasn't until I watched that I realized how much I missed the GM mode. Everyone likes the idea of having a five-star match or having at least a three-star card and seeing what your friend can put together and seeing them struggle the entire time based on the roster set that they have. And ironically, having Jey Uso just win matches way back in the day, and then you look at him now, and it's like the prophecy's been foretold. <laughs> but I think one of the major things is GM mode. Not only for yourself as a gamer at home, especially for however long COVID's going to last, but also when you think about content creators, whether they be streamers on Twitch or people who upload videos on YouTube, that's easy content to develop because now you're getting people involved as far as what matches they want to see, what matches didn't work out well. And because we're in 2020 and not back in those days, you can do a lot more to it. You can decide if maybe there's a, a producer or a road agent. Maybe a certain town goes a certain way for a certain wrestler, uh, the hometown spirit and all that. So again, the big thing is, with it being not only AEW's first game, but being its first year in release, it's a big ask to ask for so much, especially in GM mode. But it's the kind of thing that if it does a great job, I feel like it'd be really easy to update later on. GM mode year one can look good as long as GM mode year three looks fantastic. That 
is the promise for me. So GM mode is probably the first thing. As far as second thing, um, man, I feel like some things are a guarantee. You're going to have a creative suite of some sort. Creative move can get a little funky. You'll have your basic matches and whatever incarnation of specialty matches you can have. Uh, I would hope a story mode as well. I would like to see something ridiculous. I think is the best way that I can put it. Because I think back to, I want to say it was WWE WrestleMania 19 for the GameCube, where the idea was that you were fired from WWE you had to be let back in the building. And so you were fighting outside on like the docks. And so you could be Kurt Angle and you could Olympic slam someone on concrete or you could powerbomb someone on a construction beam as you try to work your way back into the arena. But things like that are so non-traditional that they stay in my head the entire time and make me miss things like that. So any idea that wrestling has to put you in an environment that's not just the ring because a lot happens in the ring, but we've seen so much happen outside of the ring. Like, think about when we saw the, the Moxley and the Omega match, the, the, the whole thing about pulling off the padding mm -hmm. and exposing the wood down below. I have never seen a wrestling game do that. Imagine being the first wrestling game that under certain stipulations, let's say it can only be a world title match, it has to be a career match, it has to be a rivalry match, and you're on your, your, your rubber match. You both mm -hmm. won one. Now you can do one of those matches. You get an icon that lets you do it. Imagine exposing the wood paneling on the ring and trying so hard to hit your finisher, and instead you get paradigm shifted, and you're just <laughs> furious, but you appreciate it. Yeah. That's the kind of shenanigans that I want to see in a wrestling game that hasn't been done yet at all. I love that. You should be on the creative team, man. Right. Get on the development. <laughs> right. They're watching. Add me up there. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. What no, about you, host? I, I mean, I, I think for me, it, you know, I was talking about earlier, Fire Pro doing all the customization and stuff. One of the things that I haven't liked in recent years is just the ability to add custom theme music. Oh. That's been gone. And... The first I heard it was because, like, you know, when uh, PS4, I've been playing PS4, PS4 came out, I heard that it, you couldn't do custom soundtracks. It wasn't capable of that. But then MLB The Show got it going, and it was never added to WWE games. And it always bothers me, like, the legends, their music would be off a little bit. I'm a stickler for that kind of thing. And I would always upload, like, the real song into the game on my 360 yes. back in the day, you know? <laughs> I want to be able to do that. I want to have a creator wrestler where I can put in my own theme song and not have to use just some stock music. So that that would be the big one for me. Um, I like, I love your ideas of the, of the GM mode and, uh, like, different towns going different ways and stuff. One of my favorite games as far as like career mode goes, not really GM, but career mode was way back. Uh, WWF attitude. Remember how there was like house shows in that game and like yes. the stage would change and stuff. I think yes. that was like one of the only games to ever do that. Now I know AEW doesn't have house shows right now, but, uh, uh, I just think that I always thought that that was cool. Like you worked your way up through the house show circuit and you had like this real basic stage and then you made the TV and you had the full Titantron and stuff. And that was never really replicated again. I thought that was such a cool thing. I, I just like stuff like that. It's, it's really good for the immersion factor. I think that is brilliant because the only time I've seen that since then, I think was in WWE. I want to say 2k 20, but it only happens on your way from development where you go to a road show, you go through NXT, you go to the main roster and you never see it again. But in the life of a wrestler, no matter where you're from, 
you don't just stop doing house shows unless you have excessive privilege. But imagine (laughs) having to deal with that not only as a wrestler in career mode, if you create your own character, but your chosen superstar, maybe in kayfabe, you're working on a shoulder injury and it's like, hey, I know you're supposed to go to uh, Roanoke, Virginia, but we need you to make a U-turn to Pittsburgh and do a house show there. Maybe and we're talking huge ifs. Think about when AJ Styles had to have that impromptu match with Finn Balor. And the, the plane trip he had to have and go do that and go back and how fatigued he was. Yeah. Imagine having to do that for your career. But the promise is your stamina will drop from 72 down to like 55. But at the same time, your star power increased from 78 to 90 for a week. That's the kind of balance that'll make you go, hmm, okay, I can do that. And then I can do the house show. Now you're planning the entire experience of being a wrestler. So that is an absolutely brilliant idea. Like, that's perfect. <laughs> what a fun podcast, man. Nerding out on this kind of stuff. I love right, this. <laughs> like, you just got me going down. Think about everything you said. I thought back to the theme music. We're those kind of fans that like the minute a theme music has a hint, a hint off, you start getting that. No, wait a minute. That's not correct. Yep. Like that's, I hear Jake the Snake's theme all the time done so incorrectly. And I'm one of the first ones to say that is, that is not right. Whether it's his face theme or his heel theme, give me the real Jake music. Same get with out. Piper's music. Get out of here. This is raw. Get Randy out. Savage. They never have the correct Randy Savage pop and circumstance right? ever. Bugs the crap out of me. Yep. See, I'm glad you're there. Sometimes I hear a really bad version of Brett's theme, and you're the first person I think of. Oh, whether yeah. it's just like his heel in the 90s or his original pre, 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 like Heart Foundation music. I'm like, this is not Brett's theme. You can't do this. I never hear, remember the night. Mankind won the WWF title from The Rock, thanks to the chair shot from Steve Austin. He had that special version of his theme music that it's the doom, 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 but it's a drum line attached to it. So it's like, yeah, you never hear that in any wrestling game. Why? True. I don't know. I did they lose the rights to it? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) <laughs> some of them they have they've edited stuff on the network but yeah i don't know man uh swack it don't yeah it doesn't make sense you should have i mean it, it, the file size isn't that big to have just a little short theme song. you should have the ability right. to select multiple theme songs for your wrestlers i agree 100 percent. well for uh, wrestling part of the pageantry is the entrance that's one of the things you latch on to when you first hear the theme you know exactly how it should look, how it should sound. I remember for the first few entries of the WWE series, when it went to the Miracle series, Randy Orton's, you know, they talked to me how every time it does like, you got the looks and the lights will flash on the impact of the words, like you got the looks flash, you got the bleh. In the game, the lights were just flashing erroneously whenever they wanted to. And I was at home like, now you wait just a minute. When the words have impact on the hanging word, that's when the lights pulse in tune yes. with it. <laughs> so I get it. I'm sorry. I just, you mentioned all this. Now I'm going to tear. And that's all I can think about is the pageantry and how it needs to be correct. <laughs> and Bret Hart goes to all four sides of the ring doing the hand thing, <laughs> not just two times. He's got to go to every single side. Why can you not get this right? <laughs> exactly that's the kind of thing i noticed man for sure (laughs) oh chat's blowing up here let's see uh we've got uh greg i read greg's mind because he mentioned bring back custom entrances and user added music so there we go we've got uh suffocated nydm he says the return of creator wrestlers not create a superstar 
Uh, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. So Greg said, better integration with my friends and their created content. They drop in during a season mode for a feud. Might be tough to do, but it would be go really far for immersion. So your friend at his place creates a creator wrestler and he pops up in your season mode. I feel like, wasn't there a game that did that? I don't know if it was mm. wrestling or maybe it was boxing. I feel like someone did kind of... They pulled from like the the created wrestlers online or something. I, you I, are a hundred percent correct. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a wrestling game, but I remember a very specific game where if you make create a wrestler or not create a wrestler, create a any person, they had a chance to randomly appear amongst your friends in in something. And I don't remember what it is, yeah. but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, like a it's random definitely chance. been done. So they should be able to do that. That would be really cool. I think that's a great idea. I'd love to that's see gonna that. That's going to bug me. I'm going to Google that later and find that to show <laughs> and tag you and say it was this. this I remember it. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's there's stuff out there. WWE games is not tapping that uh, they can definitely tap into here and have a hit on their hands. And like Adrian's been saying, it's not all going to happen with the first game. But you get two, three, four games down the line, especially on this next gen. And uh, it's exciting, man, to have a... To have an AEW game coming out yearly, a WWE game coming out yearly, you know, updates to Fire Pro here and there. Hopefully this wrestling game uh, community will blow up a little bit because I do feel like I said this at the beginning. It's kind of been lagging lately in, in recent years and I love playing wrestling games. So I was I was super pumped about this tonight. It's exciting because if there's one thing I can say for the wrestling game community, it typically doesn't just last one year. There's a reason that there's been multiple entries in the Fire Pro series, whether it's PC, the Game Boy Advance version you play, the Sega Saturn version. You've had the N64 titles for those, plus Virtual Pro Wrestling, plus WCW versus the World on PlayStation, the SmackDown series, the Ultimate Muscle series, the old school, remember WCW Nitro and oh, WCW yeah. Thunder, mm -hmm. where you hover over the character and they do the whole thing like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to beat you up. And then, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So if there's one thing that wrestling games have, it's perseverance. They don't let the first game tell the idea of, okay, we did one, now we're done. You get at least two minimum, just like you have with WWF Raw 1 and 2. Like you mentioned, Attitude. There was Attitude, and there was the ECW Hark Revolution area, and the WCW version games after that. So they know how to create one game, and then a second game, and then decide how far can we go with this. So I think there's at least a chance of two minimum. Yeah. Well, I think uh, when we get closer to this game's release, we're going to have to have you back on the podcast. And actually, I hope hope sooner than that, actually, because we can't go a year without having you back, Adrian. This has been a blast, <laughs> man. <laughs> I love talking to you. Like I said, I've Thanks, known you dude. for, tw I think, 22 years now. So anytime we have a chance to catch up yeah. and talk a little wrestling, awesome, man. I, I, I so much appreciate you coming on tonight, man, and, and getting this out to your community as well. You got... A lot of fans, a lot of followers, and I'm sure some new listeners at Top Rope Nation tonight. We'd love to keep them around. Subscribe here on YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast feeds. You can find those uh, in the description of this video or just search Top Rope Nation wherever you find your podcast. Adrian, thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Former tag team chance. That's right. Back in the, uh, if you want to hear that whole story, you have to listen in the archives. October 2019, the wrestling game podcast we did that Adrian was on. We went into the whole backstory, how we met doing the uh the online e-fetting and stuff it, that was a blast I, I enjoyed going down memory lane that night with you so uh yeah tell the listeners where can they find you sure you can find me on any social media whether it be twitter or instagram as okadrian you can also find me on twitch.tv forward slash okadrian currently a host of gamestop tv 
So you can find me on the YouTube page or you can find me in their retail stores. If you go in socially distancing with the mask on, you can find me on the TVs up there, occasionally hosting things for Twitch, E3, that kind of stuff. Talent agency is CSA, shout out to homies. Just search Oak Adrian and you'll find me somewhere. Or maybe, you know, go to Top Rope Nation and if it's been a year, you'll see me. <laughs> at least six months i'll give you my word at least within six okay. months <laughs> man i will ne- i will never forget the first time i went in gamestop when you started on gamestop tv i think i texted you right afterwards i was like i knew you were doing it but i kind of forgot i just went in there i was actually looking for a wrestling figure and i, I walk in and i all of a sudden i hear your voice i'm like like what the hell <laughs> i look up on the tv i'm like oh yeah it's like holy crap there's adrian it's so that's crazy me. man so yeah that's that's awesome congrats on landing that you're doing big things Thank every you. time it seems like i'm seeing better and better things from you each and every day man and it's it's been it's been a blast watching you become a success and do what you're doing and keep doing it i'm glad we can climb together man you've done a lot for me we've had a lot of talks about certain validation and verification efforts on social media (laughs) so you've been along for that ride and seeing you grow and have that already speaks volumes about your content and who you are so i'm glad that we're both rising together thank you it makes it special so thank you who would ever thought these two uh teenage e-fetters back in 1998 would grow up to have two verified twitter accounts man we started from the bottom now we're verified there you go (laughs) (laughs) thanks e-feds Yes, that's the key. You want to get verified? Go do some e-fetting. It'll improve your writing skills. <laughs> Guys, if you want more content from Top Rope Nation, we do bonus shows over on Patreon. You're seeing if you're on YouTube, you're seeing the thanks scrolling at the bottom of the page to all of our great supporters over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Nation. There's a bonus podcast we do over there called Top Rope Nation Classics. Just did one about a week and a half ago, looking back at a uh, November 1986 WWF Saturday Night's main event show. Next week, we're recording another one on Survivor Series 1990. Those retro shows are so much fun. Become a patron. It's the best way to support the show. Patreon.com slash Top Rope Nation. If you're listening to the podcast feed, uh, the link is in the description. And here on YouTube, it's in the description of the video as well. So you can find me on Twitter. It's at Ryan Droste. That's D-R-O-S-T-E. The show is at Top Rope Nation. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Join the Facebook discussion group. Search Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion. Post going up every day. About 250 people talking pro wrestling. A lot of fun. Would love to have you join in. Search it and join up. And uh, we'll be back real soon with my usual co-host, Justin Joint and Kyle Ross. This has been episode 183 of Top Rope Nation. Take care. Have a good week. See you next time.